powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Oilers. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I don't know what to call that game. Jack Campbell goes from having the best game of his tenure with the Oilers to the worst game. And Woody left him in there the whole the whole way through. Zach, this is Zach Wheel. We're both really flustered, as you can tell. Uh, my name's Dennis Lee. We're bringing you game over Edmonton tonight, and yeah, game over. This this was a disgusting loss. I have usually I have something fun to say, and I I wrote it down. Oh, the Oilers couldn't rally and rally, but that that's not a rally. We got routed seven two. Are you kidding me? I know we're without Kane against the Canes. Haha, <laughs> funny. But this is a team that's eight and seven right now, and it's not playing like a team that deserves to be over five hundred. There's there's something going on in the NHL this season where teams are are just either getting absolutely caved or flipping around and just making the comeback of their lives. But anyway, let's recap. The Oilers failed to secure a win against a rookie goalie playing his fourth NHL game. But you know who ain't no rookie? Our sponsor, Sports Interaction. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, basketball's back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I see we have a little bit of uh, activity in the chat. Shaden, hi. Good to see you in here. Uh, Calgary lost tonight. That's that's good. Uh, handshake line respect. Hey, I'm happy to have you in here. Yep. Handshakes. I don't, I don't know how happy we would be to shake well, anyone's hand. Calgary's, right lo- Calgary's loss, just going on what Shaden said, Calgary's loss is the only... One of the only positive things tonight, you know, thank God the Pacific division is just awful. If they weren't awful, we'd be screwed. Any other division, the Oilers would already, they would already be out of the playoffs. This is embarrassing. This was atrocious. I am so furious. I can't even, I don't even know where to start. If if you told me Carolina, like, had just spawned in their goalie from before the game. I've never heard of this guy a day in my life. They literally, if I, I'm still don't believe he actually exists. Like there, there, there's got to be someone else wearing that jersey. That that guy is fake, and until proven otherwise, I don't believe this guy is real. What in the one of the just you know we had a ton of things to touch on. We got a ton of things to say. Absolutely furious, but one of the most frustrating stats. Of all tonight, out of everything, and I'm not sure who's watching. You know, believes in, if he believes in expected goals or not. We but got we co- got a Leafs fan and Martin here. We got Canucks fan, good boy Clay. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for dropping by. We got we got some viewers, but yeah, this is abysmal. Well, yeah, I see. There's 18 people watching now, you guys, and we only got five likes. So if you want to all hammer that like button, you want to um, you want to go retweet our tweets. Friends. Let's 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 make a get goal. A let's try and get the. 
30 people watching live concurrently. But again, just get back, get, getting back on track. The most frustrating stat of all tonight is according to moneypuck.com, the Oilers had 6.27 expected goals to Carolina's 3.8. They Oilers deserved, you know, if you just go off the spreadsheets, if you go by the deserve to win a meter, the Oilers, you know, they they could this is a game they can win. They played well enough to win. I now I know we can go to, and look at individual goals and we can go break down a ton of plays and find, you know, 15 players who made horrible mistakes that cost them. But the root of this problem, the very core, is Jack Campbell. What an atrocious effort. I, I think we can all agree the game against Tampa was the anomaly. He played good for about four periods. He played good in the first period against Dallas. He played good for three periods against Tampa. Tonight, Honestly, for the first good period. for the first five minutes tonight. Yeah, for the, for the that, first period. I'll give him credit. For the first 19 minutes and 45 seconds, until Carolina scored their first goal, he was playing good. I, I don't really fault him on the first goal. Starting from goal three onwards, should not ever, ever, ever go in your net. Like, you are an NHL goalie. You make $5 million for the next five years. You were brought here to do a job. And I don't want to hear, and, and I don't even have to listen to this post-game interview, because we know he's going to come out and go, oh, gee, well, you know, I was pathetic. My team deserves better. Shut well. up. I'm, no, stop. Play better. That's it. There, there's no, like, it's it's an act as old as time. We saw it in Toronto. Every, you know, for the two months, he was fantastic. And then after that, he's like, my team deserves better. I should have played better. I could have done this. Shut up. Stop. Like, just do it or don't. And if you're not, then don't go in the net. Because you telling me Calvin Pickard couldn't put up a 781 save percentage tonight? Bro, like, I swear to God, you could stand still and seven and you get and just hope the putts hit you and you would get a 781 save percentage. Honestly, like, oh again, my like, God. keeping it at a, just a simple, simple goalie duel. Who is this guy on the other side? Coca, Coco, what a Kochekov? Who, who is this guy? We are losing. The Oilers have this tendency to lose against rookie goalies, and I don't know where it comes from. Yes, we didn't we didn't give enough run support up front, but it sure is hard when you're letting in seven on a night, especially like you mentioned on the final minute of two periods in the final dying seconds of the period. That's that's like, so difficult. Campbell was caught sleeping so many times, and just to watch him, like it was. You know, last year we get so frustrated when we see Mike Smith yell at Evan Bouchard or Duncan Keith or whoever from 50 feet up. But to watch, I almost am getting more frustrated. Twice now, we've seen Jack Campbell letting a goal like bounce off his glove. Like that would be on a Sports Center top 10. If that was a baseball player, it'd be on a Sports Center misplays of the month or whatever. Like it was just atrocious. You, 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 he just sits there and he stares at his glove like there's a hole in it. Like, no, there's not a hole in it. Just what are you doing? Like it's it's happened twice, oh. and we look at it. I mean, the the other night was the first anomaly, and you go like, "Oh, is there a hole in it?" Yeah, that one's kind of wide. Tonight looked fine. Tonight no, yeah. it was like, "No, the stitching's tight." Like, dude, you you didn't get a good enough beat on it. It just blew right past. Yeah, your hand. you were caught sleeping like numerous times. They were caught sleeping, and I see Bogey in the chat. That's coochie to you, and you know, <laughs> like again, 
I say this a ton, full credit. Like, he played fantastic. He, he he's did. one of the big, he's a big reason. The Oilers had 6.7 uh, 6.7 expected goals on according to money puck. Like oh, Gucci is a big reason why the Oilers didn't score. But I know Cajones to go for the poke check on Hyman's breakaway. Well, oh. Nuge had a shorthanded breakaway. He stopped a penalty shot from Holloway. Drysidle, you know, I swear to God, he put a dent in the net how yeah. hard he hit the post. Like the Oilers had their chances. McDavid had a post 15 seconds before Carolina scored their first goal the Oilers had their chances could they have been a little bit better on finishing absolutely one thing that I was hearing as an excuse tonight was people are saying oh well you know the Oilers are without Kane and Yamamoto they're out with two 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 of their top nine wingers are you kidding me like Yamamoto who's gone oh three and three three assists three points on the season wow we missed yeah yeah exactly Yamo. Yamamoto was good like Yamamoto's in the lineup that changes nothing and Kane has been absent okay for this game but he's th- this is the same team that's played in the last 13 games this is not a different team the same problems the same fundamental issues with goaltending with their defensive coverage with the plays that their demon just make I don't understand. We can get into Tyson Berry later, but it's the same fundamental issues that show their face time and time again. Some questionable decisions by Jay Woodcroft. I hate questioning the coach. You know, he's in year one of a brand new deal. It's not his fault by any means, but like there's just from top to bottom, there's questionable decisions from everyone. Like everyone, it's the old, it's, I want to say it's death by a million cuts, but Jack Campbell is responsible for 500,000 of those cuts. If you you know what I mean? Let's, let's go back to, you know, Woody, you know what he's going to say tonight. We, we didn't give a good effort out there. Let's just put it in the rear view mirror. We're going to look forward. We're going to go to Florida and we're going to fight hard there. Kaner's going to be with the team, at least, in Florida. But you you can't just lose 7-2 with so many ugly goals. Letting, giving, gifting a hat trick to Svechnikov. Six goals Getting in two him games. his 100th career goal. Like, this this is just a lazy game and Carolina by the came entire into this Oilers game. game. Carolina came into this game not being able to score. Rod Brindamore was so frustrated, and they're you know, thank God, who are you going to call slump busters? The Oilers show up, and all of a sudden, they're the best offensive team in history. Like, it, it's just absolutely so frustrating. Every player made mistakes tonight. Every Like, the players were fighting the buck. One thing, you know, I, I we're going to spend majority of this broadcast shitting on them. One thing that I will say, the only, like, legitimate... I don't even want to call it an excuse. The only thing that I noticed tonight that I could say, okay, like that, I that this definitely affected their play. I don't know if I was the only one who noticed this, but it felt like this is the worst ice I've ever seen. To me, like if you look at just the Oilers' first power play, they were setting up plays, but the puck was bouncing so much. The ice seemed so bad. But again, both teams play on the same ice. You know, Carolina was in the exact same. Exactly. And Carolina was in the exact same position. I will say that was weird. The ice seemed absolutely atrocious tonight um but this is this is the game where you just are like you see Campbell's play and you're like we you cannot afford to keep falling in the hole I know Calgary lost I know the Pacific's not that good but Campbell if it was up to me and this might just be the frustrations this frustration coming I I don't think Campbell should see the net till the back-to-back at the end of the month with Minnesota and Chicago I think they play Minnesota on December 1st Campbell can start that game. Minnesota, I don't think it's had the best season. Let him take that game. But for the net, I don't care if Skinner has an 890 save percentage. You're still better than what Campbell does. And Skinner has had only one, you know, so-so game. He's not had any 
bad games. Like run with Skinner. You're going to keep giving up these defensive collapses, these miscues, these grade A chances that you're going up, regardless of if Campbell or Skinner is in that, you're still going to give them up. Like, can we just talk about on the first goal? I saw a lot of people blaming uh, Connor McDavid uh, for his play on the boards because he, you know, didn't get into the battle, didn't win the battle. Well, McDavid made a bad read. Yeah, he anticipated the puck going one way, but it went another, it went up to the point for the Canes. But like, McDavid, this, this isn't uh, McDavid dude, pulling a Goudreau and like Mc, leaving dry side along the McDavid could Alec no McDavid could Alex Ovechkin one timer a puck right into oh, the Oilers net on one knee and I would still not blame him. He yeah. deserves like he's good for so much. I will not blame him for anything. I like, I don't care. Stop blaming McDavid. Tyson Barry was in no man's land. If you look, he at was it, awful it, tonight. Barry it was, Barry was so. Wow. It was like Boy. Dallas the, on the, the coverage on that first goal was like Dallas Eakins was the coach and they went back to the swarm defense like circa 1340. It I, was I don't like, know why Barry is our first pair. He's with Nurse. He's up against the toughest opposition. He he had di- he was directly on the ice for at least three of those goals tonight. He was why atrocious. is he out there on the He's, first pair? And, and the thing, so Carolina. Is a lot like New Jersey in the way that they're just their their forwards are all the same, you know, prototype. They're they're small, they're fast, they get on you so hard, they're so aggressive on the forecheck. And when you have a slow defense, like four of the Oilers' six defensemen, I would consider, you know, slow. They just make you pay. And watch Tyson Berry, who I'm not even gonna call him a defenseman. He's like the world's slowest rover. He like is always just out of position. He's always like one step behind yeah he'll make a few good passes in the offensive zone but is it really worth paying him all this mo- money to do a draw that you like evan bouchard i could i put cc but cool but nurse i don't care you put call up phil kemp from bakersfield phil kemp could do a better job than tyson berry we're done. waiting for deharnay to come back deharnay can't oh get my back god fast i don't know michael kesselring <laughs> vincent deharnay i do not care but they're all better than tyson berry it's a absolutely ridiculous the effort you get defensively from this guy and i understand he's a good guy and he's a good teammate and all his all his teammates like him but you are in the nhl the oilers like it this would be acceptable like honestly dennis the oilers are still i think they're eight and seven now like eight and seven yeah for a lot of teams i'd say for you know 15 20 teams in the league if this was their record after the 14 games it's, it's an acceptable 15 games, whatever. It's an acceptable record. But for this team with this talent, I don't care about the injuries. I don't care about anything. All the expectations going into the season. This is not acceptable. Like, there needs to be fundamental issues. You know who you got nothing from tonight? Yanmark and Shore. Like, they played so bad. Like, what do they do? Yeah. Like, tell me what you get from them in the lineup versus anyone else. Like, would you not rather have... James Hamlin or someone who's 22, 23, 24. Austin, James Hamlin. Literally anyone. Like, the, anyone. like you could not have been worse. The, um, and, 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 I, and, I, and you just see like the decisions. Like, this is a decision I saw pointed out on Twitter by Tyler Iremcha. He, he points out the Oilers have their best shift of the second period. The McDavid line, it drives them not on the line at the time. They're Pins hemming them. in. They're, they pin Carolina in. And it's a solid pressure for, like, a minute. And What's the move? First line send over out, the boards. Who is it? Send out the fourth. What? Kills all momentum. Kills everything. Because Devin oh. Shore. Oh, my God. He might as well be playing with a ringette stick. Like, literally. Like, why do you bring a hockey stick? You can see. You know you want to save money? Stop buying Devin Shore hockey sticks. Because clearly he doesn't <laughs> need them. Like, 
We got a, we got a lot of new chatters. I'm seeing a lot of new names in chat. Uh, Jacob, yikes! I'm throwing up. Yeah, I, we're almost. I don't know if that was lives. throw up. That was my soul leaving my body. Uh, <laughs> handshake line respect. Hey, yep, lots. Good to see you guys here, Martin Leaf fan. Uh, Greg, hit Couch. that like. Hit the like button, guys. Hit the like it button. Helps us out a lot. Um, Let us like uh, my mental state deteriorate over a course of a season because if this keeps happening and Campbell keeps getting the net. I'm, I might lose it. I might yeah. end up in a loony bin by the end of the season. Dude, we'll see. Hopefully, I, I tweeted it out there. And if you guys are, are able to, you know, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever your your preferred social media is, give us a follow there. Uh, we I tweeted it out. This is hopefully the, the worst game of the season for the Oilers. Because mm-hmm. this, this was a, a game where for all three periods, the Oilers just got outplayed by a Carolina Hurricanes team that was missing their their primary goalie. Uh, I mean, it depends on what you want to say. Ranta was played yesterday, coming on a back to back, and Anderson was gone. So you're you're playing against their third goalie, who's a rookie, who's playing his fourth game in the NHL. And you, in the beginning, I thought, hey, they're shelling him. That's great. That's what you want to do. You want to test the rookie goalie early. And then it just went sideways. Like sh- shit, just like hit the fan. Everyone was playing like like they got rocks in their feet, and we brought it up uh, in our little pre pre show chat. Uh, Zach and I were listening to the broadcast, and you know I, I I love Louis, I love Jack, but they were bringing up how hard it is to play you know three games in four days, and that it's arguably worse to do that than a back to back. I don't I don't think so. Like they they played last night. But the Canes had so much jump, and they absolutely dominated the Oilers in everything. Like, if we're, I, I, I would say, no, like, no. if you're looking at shots, if you're looking at possession, you're looking at faceoffs, you're looking at like everything. Okay, we were we had a higher power play percentage, but they got four power plays and they scored on one of them. We we only got two, so fifty percent over twenty five percent, sure. But damn, that's actually it. Like. Even right, like well, one when, power play when, goal a piece. Yeah, no, the Oilers' special teams—they weren't the issue. It was the five-on-five play, but I like not. It wasn't necessarily the five-on-five play. A different game. Like if, like you were telling me, if Stuart Skinner was in net, that the, the oil, like the Oilers, I bet I would bet so much money they win this game because Campbell let in atrocious goals. The third goal, the fourth goal, the fifth goal, the sixth goal, like those don't go in on NHL goalies. Then it's a 2-2 game or whatever. You know, you don't, Drysaddle doesn't hit the post. You don't flub a penalty shot. I mean, Holloway's cursed by the hockey gods. But you know, <laughs> one thing we're yeah. not going to, like Holloway, as as far as like positives to take away another guy. We Holloway was great. Credit real quick. <laughs> Holloway, he played a career high in ice time. He did have that one giveaway that led directly to a goal. I'm like the Jay Woodcroft put him right back out there. He was creating. I liked him on the line at the end of the period of the end of the game with uh, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. I thought they were creating right away. And when you get a line that's without McDavid and Drysdale that can sustain offensive zone pressure against a good team like the Canes, that's something you stick with. I hope that's something they keep going forward. I hope. I pray to God we don't see McDry next game against Florida and next yeah. game a matinee so you could easily be looking at a situation where they're eight and eight real quick here good point by greg pound here other than the connor goal we didn't score because <laughs> burns put in that one on his own net we we only had scotter connor score one goal it was a beautiful beautiful yeah goal. highlight reel but every other goal had nothing to do with the others it was just the canes and we are absolutely fucked if this is what campbell's gonna put out 
um i saw comments in here david w uh yeah we we did so well against carolina on the first matchup well yeah i don't know well they had an nhl create a player in net and all of a sudden (laughs) he starts making saves left and right like dude like you and the problem is every game this year whether it's oh my god i can't even remember whether it's charlie lindgren against washington or eric comrie in buffalo like you gotta stop letting these well, Comrie's been good this season, so you know you would kind of put him in there with an asterisk. Yeah, but those, no, those no name, yeah, Comrie. these no name goalies come out of nowhere and just stone the Oilers like they're prime Dominic Hashik. It's, it's ridiculous. Like you guys are so good. You've the two best offensive players in the world, and you can't score on you know someone's EASHL character. Like yeah. come on, um, yeah, no, I saw you people know, some- in chat. Some oh, stranger in the chat, uh, Pugliarvi. Yeah, Pugliarvi. I think this is one of his worst games of the season. Uh, normally, I'm a I'm a Yessi Pugliarvi well, fan. I, I, I will defend say, that man, but he he didn't look good on the first line. He didn't look like he belonged on the first uh, line. Tonight. He he played a definitely played a slower game tonight for sure. Uh, as far as like expected goals, like he was still at the top. I I can't remember which one I had it up because yeah, Jesse Pugliarvi expect goals four percentage. He was led the Oilers to fifty percent, but again, that's a goals four percent, not expected goals. So yeah. he I do think he um he definitely struggled tonight. He, he for me the thing with that with Jesse. I know I always say that moving your feet or whatever, but to me, it looks like when he gets the puck in transition, kind of in the neutral zone, he, he, he kind of stops skating and he, 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 he's one of the players who I think he's, he's, he's generally pretty good with Connor. We're getting him the puck with speed kind of when you're standing on the half hole, like at your own blue line. And he kind of does that little chip to the middle of the ice where Connor just picks it up with speed and goes. And that's something he's good at. But tonight, I don't know. There was just something about the way he played where it wasn't, it wasn't out. just Pulley Arby's passes. It seemed like everyone's passes were off the mark. Even like, barely that, any of them were taped to tape. I want to see I, that's something I saw, and that's something in my head when I was watching at the beginning of the period. I was kind of blaming on the ice. So I was like, because yeah. when I watched the power play, no, and again, I know it's not like they put dog shit, dude. I'm not trying to give them an excuse. <laughs> but like, like again, like the Canes played on the same ice. And unless their ice is always this shitty so that they learned how to play on it, I I think it's just awful play by the Oilers tonight just uh, well I nothing see, well, nothing connecting well I see Greg Pound in chat saying uh put RNH back on the wing he can't drive a line and then and the thing is I agree with you in the sense when you see you know in the playoffs he's on the line with Devin Shore and Zach Cassie and yeah he can't drive that line but again I'm gonna go back to the line that I said with Holloway and Hyman I think Hyman and Nuge are fine five on five offensively if if Nuge is gonna be the center there did I do I like Nuge on the wing with Drysaddle or McDavid yes absolutely but the you know, the problem is you're going to have to spread it out. You're going to have to make changes. You can't go like this going forward. So whether he plays center or whatever, um, I don't know. But going forward against Florida, like, I expect to see some big changes. I hope uh, Shore and Yanmark are out of the lineup. I don't care that it, maybe it's unfair to give Yanmark one game, whatever. Hey, he's th- so slow. He's so ineffective. Yeah. Like, could you tell me the first thing penalty? he's good at? Just, I don't know if it's, it's, it's the nerves. Like, that cross check maybe it was a bit of a weak call, but yeah, like oh, that that first shift that Yanmark plays, and you just you take a penalty right away. Yeah, like, exactly. It's bites. the same bullshit march to the penalty box. And did the refs? Did I do I think the refs had a bad game? Absolutely. But the fact is, that's so far and away out of our control. All we can do is not give the refs a chance to call those stupid penalties. And when you're going to be a player like Matthias Yanmark coming off the bench and 
fucking hammering someone. Like, the refs are going to call that. And also, one point I want to make, another thing that the Canes were excellent at tonight that they didn't get called once for, and I'm shocked, it was like Nick Nurse was running their bench at one point. The amount of picks these guys were setting, oh, you could yeah. have told me that they were the Charlotte Hornets, I would have believed you. Like, they could be an <laughs> NBA team. They were running pick and roll, pick and roll. Brent Burns put on a master class, just turning his head one way, putting his body in the lane so McDavid can't get by, just constantly mcdavid was faced with picks left and right and that, and and you know what if the refs aren't gonna call it and i'm the carolina hurricanes that's how you shut down the oilers right you yeah. you get in the way you take them and the rush oh the refs aren't gonna call it like there was plays where in the, in the third hyman's tripped by two canes nothing like they were they were constantly oh can we talk about the Derek ryan penalty oh the that's slap? ridiculous just and you know, get a- it was in the air he wasn't deliberately trying to throw it over the glass. He just whacked at it, and it went. It was airborne. Yeah, it was Come on, refs! And you could tell. You could tell immediately. They made. They did a makeup call. I. I it was. I can't remember who it was. Kokanyemi, maybe. They immediately went back, gave a ma- makeup call to the Oilers, and then we scored on that one. That was the one yeah. where Drysdale hit post. Bro, it was the most obvious makeup call in the world. Like nine seconds after the penalty expires, they give the makeup call. And like, thanks for the makeup call, but you idiots are the reason we're in this situation in the first place. Like. There is no consistency whatsoever. The amount of chips, the amount of times you see McDavid start, and McDavid never says anything whatsoever. Never. He doesn't do anything. And and, and the and, and the fact is, like you, I, I don't know if Nick David needs to start complaining or what needs to happen, but something needs to change because at this point, I want to say the Oilers are the most penalized team in the NHL. Right? Like, how did this happen? They were, I don't think they were close last year. This is a, a huge issue. Their penalty kill isn't good enough to handle this. There's only, I think, a couple of teams, maybe like two teams that are more penalized than the Oilers. And for good reason. Uh, one of those is someone will be playing next game. The Florida mm-hmm. Panthers. Uh, I don't know. Is Kachuk back from his suspension in time for this? Oh, uh, they played the one. Ge- it was he was suspended two games. They I played the one two, game yeah. against Carolina, and that but the, that was yesterday. And then they don't play again until they play the Oilers. Um, right. I want to say that he might be out again for that game. But again, I don't know if they played before. Honestly, I'm so hyper focused on the Oilers this season after um you know being on game over for the first time so i i do admit that i tend to miss a couple things here and there with other teams so i'm not 100 sure if kachuk is going to be back or not we'll see um but that's obviously a huge 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 factor yeah i mean let's i'm gonna put it out there right now matthew kachuk is a fucking rat you do not stick your your the toe of your blade into a goalie's mask that's fucking ridiculous but all by all by and by, I'm here for good hockey games. If he's playing, we're in for a bit more of a treat. Um, I wish Kane could be there because I think pretty much throughout that Battle of Alberta playoff series, Kachuk will be back in the chat. Jacob says Kachuk will be back. It's He'll been be back. Games, okay, so there we go. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jacob. Uh, yeah, we will get that game for you. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a good, entertaining game. It's a matinee game against the Panthers. I don't think it will be a good, entertaining game, ju- judging off tonight's effort and judging off the past two matinees. Can I hope for the best and pray to God <laughs> that it is an entertaining game? Absolutely. But I do not have high expectations at this point in time. I am... Well, not confident i mean zach you've you've done all the matinees so far and yeah they've uh, been abysmal st louis ooh, and then dallas, dallas even worse uh actually i don't know is this game worse than the dallas game 
Uh, I would say to me, this is the worst game of the season. Just the sour note that it ended on was just, it's just atrocious. And I saw people also on Twitter saying sometimes you need a loss like this to, you know, kick you in the nuts and get you ready for the next game and get your real sour, get the vocal leaders in the dressing room speaking their mind. And you need the hard truths to come out and this and that and all the other inspirational stuff. But you know, I've said that after the game against Dallas, and I said that after the game against New Jersey, and I said that after. Yeah, at some point, this team is what it is. And unless, and I saw people talking about Ken Holland in the chat earlier, unless people like Ken Holland make changes, we're, we're just going to see the same thing over and over again. Well, hopefully Skinner starts, and that should be a big boost right there. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Because you're not you're not playing down four goals off the jump, and, you, you know, you're not focused. Instead of focusing on the game, you're focusing on cheering up Jack Campbell. <laughs> and again, I feel bad for him. I was really hard He's on him He's a great earlier. guy. Let, let, like, let's separate player from play, right? Like, the, the player, Jack Campbell, great guy. Like, amazing personality. I hate to see him down on himself. But yeah. the play on the ice is atrocious. And, uh, yeah, I, I think when you're going to – you're going to have a guy like this that's emotional and he's a little bit distraught, like, you can't pamper him. Like, we can't give him starts just because of one good game. Like, mm -hmm. let's ride Skinner. Let's ride see how, how good he is. Um, you're right. Like, honestly, can't be much worse than tonight. No. Um yeah, we dude. I, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I just another thing that I saw in chat, and, and I mean, I just don't think we harped on it enough. And I know everything. But I just, we got to say, it, Jacobs were bringing it up about the defending. The defending is atrocious, and I agree. And one thing that I'm thinking, and I've seen, you know, kind of speculated upon, it seems like the systems that you know Dave Manson and Jay Woodcroft brought in when they came over, uh, took over from uh, Jim Playfair and Dave Tippett. They, and, and that that switch up where they had where there was you know all different gap control and it was way more fluid motion and defense and it was they were way harder on battles and they were just they were consistently getting the puck out and they were transitioning way better and they were you know converting defense to offense way smoother it just seems like nurses i saw a, a b curlock say this on twitter he he is a great 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 follower i think his name's brendan uh, on twitter he follows the condors he watches every condors game so when um Jay Woodcroft came up to the NHL. He knew all the systems already and he knew what to expect. So he was saying on Twitter that essentially Darnell Nurse is not playing the systems at all right now. Like he is just full on do whatever I want. I'm the best defenseman. Like I can just do it myself. I don't I need don't, coaching. I honestly and that's don't why know if they're following Manson's systems because you, you see it doesn't things, seem like it. That's you see it, things I'm like Murray saying. just driving in deep, Barry driving in deep. Well, like, Murray and Barry are. I don't know what they're doing. Like Murray and Barry are so far and away, just, just gone from everything that should be like what a defenseman is. <laughs> like they're just so deep in the zone. Like they're creating. And if make Tyson Barry the uh, this never happened, but make him the three, the three right wing. Like there, there solves your problem. Yeah, you, you, there you, you go. Wingers right back. Throw yeah, him on the wing. Exactly. He's just too slow. He gets caught flat footed constantly. He makes bad reads constantly. He's always in the wrong position. If these lapses, and again. And I know we're shitting on Campbell, but they could have, you know, Patrick Waugh, Dominic, ha they could have this creative player from uh, from Carolina in their net tonight. And if Tyson Berry's making those bad reads, it doesn't matter who's in net. Just they're throwing it away in the slot. Yeah, exactly, yeah, no, man. Like, it's just sense. the defense. Th that's where I think out of all the things, like, yeah, there's fundamental issues. The, the problem is uh, 
the defense needs to change. That's at its core, at its finest. I, I, I'm at the point where I think it's a trade. You need someone serviceable and fast. You need something serious, game. something to show that there are consequences to the Oilers playing like they did today. No, uh, you have, yeah. wanted to highlight Black Masakari in chat. Hi, good to see you again. Uh, it It's real late, if I remember correctly. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks so much for chat. If you're If you're here, give us a like share it with your friends it really helps us out yeah um there's there's been just a really brutal sort of play by all of the others defensemen throughout this season so far i i think you're right it's time to send a message holland needs to do something and it's something more meaningful than trading away Santa this, the status quo is not acceptable you know i see there's all there's 50 people watching live concurrently but we only got 18 likes so you know whoever's if you're watching you want to hit that like button Please be fantastic. But yeah, Dennis, how you were saying? Yeah, no, like we need to do something. I, I'm seeing a lot of we need Duncan Keith back. I mean, the, we didn't think that Keith would be this instrumental to the Oilers defense last year. It's it. Sorry, it's it's because, OK, Kulak in, uh, you know, in the perfect role. He's actually really effective. And you can still see he's one of the few defensemen who's a really smooth skater, can break up the cycle. He's he's really effective in the role that he's put in. If he's like he's a, he's an elite number five on a Stanley Cup contender, I don't mm. think he's a number four, right? I've seen that brought up on Twitter by many people as well. Um the thing was they they it, before they had Keith to kind of what again we said this was Keith, you know, the best defenseman, not by a long shot, but Keith allowed for nurse and Kulak to be slotted into those roles where they're most effective and most comfortable. Kulak is playing way too many minutes and Darnell Nurse is trying to do way too much. You need someone steady. You need someone solid on the left side. That's not Marcus Niemelainen or Philip Broberg because I know he's going to get a shot, but like, let's be real here. It's it's like we see with Dylan Holloway. Dylan Holloway, you know, in theory, fantastic. It should work. But we need some. We're we're it's win now. We need someone established. We're past the point where we're looking at a rookie and going, "Is this the savior of the Edmonton Oilers?" Like we no 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 no. do that. No no no. Trade the picks. Trade them all. Do not care. You need an established left defenseman. Once you fix that, fix that left side. Then you take a look at the right side. Okay, Cody Cece is not nearly as effective as he was last season in the top pair right defensive role. You have a guy in Evan Bouchard who I think you can slot there now. Like at least for now, as he's he's as good as you're gonna get in that role. That that slot CC down, you play CC with Kulak, whether it's on a third pair that's defensively responsible. But the problem, this you know, circle brick that you're trying to shove into like you know uh, an ant hole is Tyson Berry on this defense. Like he, there's just no like okay, you get a left defenseman that's solid. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could hide him. But the problem is you're always trying to find a spot to hide Tyson Berry. There's no place in this lineup that he fits smoothly. There's no carved out role that he fills. At he least is, when he's on the third line, he's uh, our third pair. He's not actively against the best players on the ice. Yeah, Again, like I know we had to do some shuffling because I actually CC Kulak has been decent so far. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I don't know why Bouchard's uh, paired with Murray. Like, can we can we swap those two back again? Like, 
Yeah, no. Warcraft with the D pairings is trying to just find something that that works. He's she's throwing shit at the wall at this point. It's not clicking. The problem is you're kind of hampered. You you're dealt the cards that you have, and right now the cards that Ken Holland gave him on defense, I thought their offense would be good enough to overcome it. Clearly, it's not. I don't know. I seen in Stone one in chat with you know the point ten points. I wish Clefbaum was healthy. Oh. Man, do I miss Oscar Clefbaum. He was my favorite player for such a long time. It's such a shame. The Oilers lost. The Oilers lost their number one defense pairing. Like people don't realize a lot. If you're outside of the Oilers or Edmonton market, no one you don't realize that Edmonton lost their number one defense pairing for like over the course of four years for literally nothing. Yeah. Oscar Kleppbaum was you know a top. I I will fight yeah. like anyone. space. He was That's a top fifteen thought. defenseman in the NHL for that for that sixteen seventeen even like seventeen eight. Like he was so bloody fantastic and adam larson you know the season that he yeah. left here he became one of the best shutdown to chris tan of level defensemen in the nhl has he been as good in seattle no but imagine you had adam larson and oscar clefbaum on this blue line how oh. different you don't have the cody cc contract you probably don't never bring in tyson berry in the first place because you have clefbaum like clefbaum runs the power they, play They're they make done. the same amount of money it's just there's so many fundamental issues you see along the way that put the Oilers on this path. And um, yeah, no, there, there needs to be changes here. I, the Oilers, I, you know, we've shot on them all night. They're good enough to come. They're, they're, they're good enough. They have the talent to go on a run. That's the thing. That's why it's not like Calgary. Calgary's sputtering. Mm-hmm. Calgary needs Calgary. I don't know. If I was Calgary, I don't know what I'd do. I'd already be, I'd be, I'd be buying Honestly, a Connor Bedard jersey. Dude. Think about it, right? Like the Blues are horrible right now. Uh, Calgary's horrible right now. Even the uh, Avs, not that good. Avs, not doing too great. I mean, they won the two games in Finland. Fine, fine. Yeah. But, you know, like... Against Columbus. This is... A, yeah, it's Columbus. <laughs> this is a weird season right now. And you know what? Like, I think the Blues set an, a weird precedent with their uh, win back in... 19, was it? Uh, They they were, yeah, like, into the, the Christmas break. It was, and... like, January 1st. They were dead last in the NHL. But that's the exception, not the rule. Let's stop <laughs> citing them. Everyone no. stop saying that's... Ever- I'm, I'm sorry, Canuck fans. It's not happening. <laughs> Try yeah, to get no. Connor Bedard all of the season, okay? But the, uh, Yeah, with, like... With the Oilers, just when you look at the Oilers, they have enough time. They can lose, and we know that, yeah, we say we're sitting here, we're yelling for Ken Holland, we're screaming for Ken Holland to make a change. But we know that the talent they have is good enough to get them to a certain point. They're not in a situation like Calgary or any of these other teams. Like the Oilers, you have, when you have Connor McDavid, you're never out of it. And that's why it's even more frustrating when you see these mismanagements from the top down, like right from the top all the way down to the players themselves. Like, you just know that they can be so much better. You want them to be better. Like, I know I shit. Oh, we're not going to see a good effort next game. I hope I, there is a great chance the Oilers come out. They win 5-3. They, they, the Oilers could lose 8-1 or win 8-1. You literally never know. Every you time this know. team gets on the ice, it's like a magic eight ball. There's the sports interaction could be. It's, I don't know how they set odds for this team. It makes no sense. Roll, roll a D20. We'll see how it goes, what the score is. Zach, uh, you got the next game. Oilers, yep. Panthers, 2 p.m. Uh, we'll we'll hope that they can win a matinee for once. We'll hope that they'll play well for a matinee for once. Uh, we did run a little bit long tonight, but let's start wrapping up the show. It's been such a great time. Chat's been absolutely pumping. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for watching. Again, drop a like, drop a follow, uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, yeah. Zach, let's finish it off with a little tradition. One thing tonight, no no if, ends, you or wanna, buts, no you interruptions. Start? I'll start it off. Uh, 
we got a, I, I saw a tweet from Brendan Escott, uh, host, mm-hmm. well, one of the hosts on uh, 630 Sheds Oilers now. Uh, Kulak had the Kevlar arm sleeves on tonight. So that's that's good to see. I mean, hopefully we see more players start donning those on. They're they're not thick. They're they're ra- relatively thin. It's kind of like the Under Armour type of thing. Um, after that injury from with Kane, scary, scary stuff. Uh, good to see that they are starting to throw a little bit more caution onto uh, wrist injuries there. That's mm-hmm. my one thing. Zach? Yeah, I wish I had a one thing, man, but I yelled about you know 25 things during the entire broadcast, so I think I'll just leave it there. I'll make my one thing my Twitter handle. It's ZWheel97 on Twitter. It's Z-W-H-E-E-L-9-7. And Dennis, that's where you can find me, but Dennis, where can they find you? Dennis Lee, Y-E-G. All right. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. We did go a little bit long, but thanks for coming staying yeah, here with let's us. Just, let's thank everyone in chat. You know, thanks, Stone One. Thank, thanks, David. Thanks, Greg Pound. Um, Kang. Black Massacre, Jacob, uh, you know, everyone for tagging along throughout the night. Handshake Line, Renee Gaidman. Um, yeah, stra- some, some stranger. stranger. You know, everyone in chat, thanks for tagging along. I hope you guys are come back next game and hopefully the Oilers win. Uh, but if not, I'm sure you'll have something to laugh at if they don't. I'm sitting hey, on here screaming. Hey Zach, if we uh, if if we lose the next game, will you make a bet? Will you hop on that bed behind you to, or on Saturday? Pull a Kaya. <laughs> pull a Kaya May. Uh, if you, oh, if you all don't know in chat, Kaya May from uh, Game Over Vancouver team, uh, well known for her screeches every time the Canucks blow an absolute game. Zach, will you do it? If we oh man, I don't think Saturday. the others are bad enough, but I'll hop, I'll do that with you. I'll <laughs> jump on my bed. I'll do something funny. I don't know. We'll see. I hope just hope they win though, and uh, so I don't have to. But you anyways, both, yeah, brother, you and me both. All right, Saturday, two p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. Oilers yep. against the Panthers. Zach will Absolutely. have the host for that one. Thank you so much for watching, chat. We will call it a night here. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.